Steve Dales of the World on WGN. Here right now, 4th Congressional District, Chewy Garcia. Uh, Mr. Garcia, so nice to meet you, first of all. And now I can say I've interviewed each of the mayoral candidates. How are you this afternoon? Uh, good afternoon, Steve. Delighted to join you on a beautiful, uh, sunny, uh, little crispy afternoon, but we'll take it in Chicago anytime. Oh, you bet that's right. Okay, so let's get to the news right away. Uh, you might have heard uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot said some things yesterday, which essentially, and I am paraphrasing now, but we've played the clip in our news. Uh, Ron Brown has played it a couple of times, and that is essentially, if you don't vote for me, don't vote. How do you feel about that? It's a reprehensible comment, especially coming from the mayor, someone who likes to you know, brag about the diversity of uh, communities and people and ethnicities and racial groups in Chicago, uh, irresponsible, uh, probably regrets saying it, but uh, it has nowhere in the political discourse. We need to have uh, you know, civil uh, conversations and engage in language that isn't incendiary like that. Uh, these people fought and died for the people to have the right to vote. Uh, to say something like that, you know, to stay home is uh, quite reprehensible. Speaking of which, Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, is coming to Chicago. Uh, several of the candidates have put out statements about how they feel about that. I don't know if you have or not, but you can talk right now about it if you so desire. I've been uh, critical of that uh, visit. It seems that uh, the leadership in the Fraternal Order of Police uh, wants to inject more controversy by bringing someone uh, like uh, Governor DeSantis uh, to Illinois a week before the uh, first round of the mayoral uh, election. Uh, as you know, the FOP is, uh, leadership is in strong support of uh, uh, Paul Vallis, and this seems to be uh, an effort to try to gin up uh, folks who think like that. Uh, Illinois is a very open-minded state, a welcoming state. And to have DeSantis here talking about uh, the issues that he champions and the ultra-conservative uh, point of view that's quite different from the majority of folks in the city of Chicago, I think is one more effort uh, to try to uh, bolster Paul Vallis' candidacy, yeah, even though he's come out and said that he thinks it's a bad idea. The question is, do you believe him? And it's part of the credibility problem that Paul Vallis has. Well, right. But in Paul Vallis' defense, he instantly put out a statement that I have nothing to do with this. And in fact, questioned uh, the uh, FOP and their reasons for bringing in DeSantis, of all people. So here's my question for you. You're a congressman. Why do you want to be the mayor of the city of Chicago and talk about this stuff with people like me? Yeah, so uh, I'm very proud of my record in Congress. We delivered for the American people. We took care of people during the COVID uh, period. We uh, provided uh, very generous funding to Illinois to keep the state afloat. We helped the city of Chicago uh, do the same with their budget. Uh, it averted a possible tax, a property tax increase in Chicago. And then lastly, we've delivered some significant legislation that will be the toolbox for the rebuilding of Chicago and its infrastructure and creating a bunch of jobs for people everywhere through the Manufacturing Act, known as the CHIPS Act, uh, investment in green manufacturing, as well as the energy investments that will enable people to get solar panels and heating pumps in their homes 
Uh, I see these uh, measures that Congress has enacted as the building blocks of Chicago to put people to work, uh, to renew our infrastructure, fix our streets, replace leaded uh, pipes uh, that many children continue to be exposed to, uh, build housing in areas that haven't seen that. Uh, All of these are essential building blocks to grow Chicago's population so that we don't engage in the type of uh, property tax increases that people are getting sacked with uh, every uh, tax uh, cycle. We need to move away from that. Uh, Critical to the future of Chicago is getting the economic engines churning again. That produces revenue. It produces income. It produces opportunity. That's what Chicago needs in this period following the pandemic and then, of course, the civil unrest that Chicago experienced. I declared my candidacy for mayor because I think I am well-suited, well-qualified, given my experience in Chicago City Council as a former alderman, as a state senator, uh, as a Cook County commissioner, where I was floor leader for President Tony Preckwinkle, and then, of course, the last four years. What does all that mean? I have the experience and the relationships in Washington, D.C., the White House, Congress, the departments. I have relationships in Springfield. I'll have a good collaborative relationship with the county. All of this means better efficiencies, greater coordination, and better services for the people of Chicago. And on the question of public safety, I want to lead. I've done public safety work by building trust, by mobilizing communities, getting them involved in public safety. We've kept kids out of gangs and bad activities, uh, provided positive alternatives. These are the experiences that I bring to the mayor's office if elected uh, mayor of the city of Chicago. Okay, but that doesn't answer my question, which is, why are you running? Uh, just briefly. I mean, you're a congressman, so why, why do this why do this gig? And you decided late. And as a result of deciding late, maybe the CTU, Chicago Teachers Union, might have endorsed you and not Brandon Johnson. And do you think the boos, I'm asking three questions at once, I'm sorry. Do you think the boos in, it wasn't really a debate in the mayoral conversation. Do you think the boos that Brandon Johnson got uh, were because members, membership of the CTU might prefer you? A lot. I, I asked you a lot. I'm sorry. I'm going to answer briefly each one of them, uh, Steve. Uh, watch this. Uh, one, I waited to see whether Democrats could keep a majority in the House. Uh, two days after the results became clear is when I entered the race. I have high name recognition, had high favorable uh, uh, markings as well, uh, so I, I could do that. Uh, two, uh, getting in the race uh, for me was uh, about uh, wanting to provide the type of leadership that Chicago needs. Uh, the mayor has been a huge failure. Uh, there's a consensus across communities in Chicago that that's the case. Uh, new leadership is needed. It's possible that uh, Chicago will see up to 25 new members in the Chicago City Council. I've mm-hmm. been a member. I can help them. I can help orient them. I can help mentor them. I can help engage with them to deliver for their communities. In terms of the support of the uh, unions that have endorsed uh, Commissioner Johnson, I'll only say those are three unions. Uh, two of them are the same union. Uh, I have the support of over 16 labor unions, a diverse set of uh, support 
from organized labor. And that will only grow if I get into the runoff, which I believe that I will. Uh, that's how it happened. I respect everyone in the race. But I also think that I'm the most qualified and experienced candidate that can move Chicago forward in the coming four years. A text here saying uh, that, and I think I heard you say this too, that federal funding and your point of view will avert taxes the best as possible. However, if you live where you live, uh, in Pilsen, Little Village, that the taxes are really going up, uh, the property taxes. The uh, reassessments uh, that occurred sucked a lot of people uh, really hard, especially in the Pilsen community. It's why I introduced uh, a proposal to the city council, the mayor. They can pass it this week, take credit for it before the election, as a matter of fact. Uh, It seeks to provide relief. It's an example of the type of response that the Chicago City Council and the mayor should have taken last year when we knew that the assessments and that people in different parts of Chicago would be hurting greatly. We provide some modest relief, but this is an example of the type of action that needs to be taken by the city council as we work with Springfield to move away from the over-reliance on property taxes for education and other essential services. I'm going to be a coalition builder. I'll work with mayors across Illinois to make the increase in uh, general revenue sharing for municipalities a priority to increase the funding for schools as well. The governor's already signaled that he wants to do that. Those are the relationships that matter most for Chicago in the coming years in Springfield and in Washington, D.C. I have those relationships. I can help deliver so that people aren't burdened with the type of property tax increases that we've seen. But we've seen it, and and it seems that it's a blame game. And I have lots of text here about that. This is a hot topic. We had Fritz Kagey on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Cook County Assessor. And uh, when when he spoke, people said, well, he's just blaming them. Uh, the assessing board said, that, that, no, we're blaming them. In the meantime, people have to write the checks for more and more money, and money they don't have in some cases. Chewy Garcia running for mayor again of the city of Chicago. Uh, there's this guy, uh, Chewy Garcia, that you might remember his name, Ram something or another, Emmanuel maybe, and there was a <laughs> runoff election, and you were in that runoff, and at that time you promised, you didn't win the election, so I can't hold you to the promise, to get rid of the city's red light cameras There are allegations that you actually took money to continue those red light cameras. Can you comment on that and whether you would get rid of the red light cameras when you get in office? Uh, For one, I uh, have stated publicly that I would get rid of the red light cameras. We can't continue to nickel and dime people in Chicago, especially the disproportionate impact on lower income and working class folks. With red light cameras, we need uh, more sustainable, uh, progressive uh, ways of funding uh, the services uh, that we uh, value. Uh, With respect to uh, red light cameras, let me just clarify. Uh, When I was a county commissioner, uh, there was a suburb that requested one red light camera. This was before we uh, saw the proliferation of red light cameras all over uh, Cook County and the city of Chicago as uh, officials saw them as a way to raise a quick uh, revenue uh, uh, for 
you know, some of their, to balance their budget, essentially. Uh, this is irresponsible. Uh, I voted for that request from one suburban community for one camera. That was the extent of it. Again, uh, we've come to learn a whole lot about cameras, uh, red light cameras, and their true purpose. And again, they are regressive. Uh, they hit people when it hurts the most. People have to choose between buying food or medicine or paying the red uh, light camera tickets, so I would get rid of them. So according to your office, you returned a request uh, for a, do- a donation that was made by former FTC executive Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, however, there's still some money, $200,000, according to the Chicago Tribune, that you received from a political action committee backed by Bankman-Fried. Do you have any ties at all to cryptocurrency? And with what we know today about cryptocurrency, why no. would you anyway? Uh, I don't. I don't have any ties. And let me clarify, I never received a contribution of $200,000 into my campaign. Look at my financial records. Why what does the Tribune, for, what, so why does well, the the, Tribune no, say that? that? that that's, that's incorrect. I have clarified that with the Tribune. They've uh, corrected that. Uh, they are uh, making a reference to an independent expenditure uh, that was made without any request. It's illegal to coordinate with anyone who wants to engage in those types of activities. So there was never any conversation. There was never a request. Remember, Steve, I was unopposed in my last run for Congress in my primary election. So there was no need for it. I've never had a conversation with Mr. Bankman Free. I don't know him. As a matter of fact, my record is clear in the financial services where I served for four years that I've been a critic of crypto uh, currency, that I have called for their regulation. I worked with Senator Elizabeth Warren on this issue with other representatives on the committee uh, to get crypto regulated to prevent the type of uh, malfeasance that we've seen and that people are going to be going to uh, trial uh, for, uh, for taking advantage of investors and people who thought that uh, cryptocurrency was the way to go and the way of the future. It may be, but they haven't proven it. They need much more closer scrutiny. They do endanger our financial system. That is the accurate record uh, on cryptocurrency as far as my membership on the Financial Services Committee. So uh, the $2,900 yes. contribution that we learned of, we gave that to charity. Uh, th- that was fine. If, they, if there's any other restitution to be made, we'll gladly make it. All right, so here's a text question uh, that we have. Um, is it okay then to violate traffic laws, meaning driving through red lights? I, I suspect you're not saying that at all. No, I am not. Uh, you should not uh, run uh, red lights. They're there for a reason. Uh, the installation of uh, cameras uh, has been done in such a way where they're not equitably distributed. Um, they've been put in certain neighborhoods in Chicago, not others, and it results in working class and poor people uh, being uh, more exposed to the installation of these cameras. Uh, And in the end, it's been proven that they do not enhance public safety, that they are there primarily for generating uh, income. Look, I I don't support red light cameras. I do support uh, the the uh, cameras, the speed light cameras that make us remind us that we should slow down, 
around schools, around parks, Aha! Okay. pedestrian areas. Let's talk about that. So there are speed light cameras all over the city, though, that have nothing to... They're nowhere near a school. Let me give you an example. On Irving Park Road, on one side of the street, is a beautiful historic cemetery. On the other side of the street, a beautiful historic cemetery. So are they worried about zombies walking around at night? I I don't know. Why the red light cameras, Not I don't mean to say that, the speed cameras in some of these places that are nowhere near schools? Excellent point. Uh, Those should be reviewed. If there isn't a public safety rationale, they should be removed. Uh, It's as simple as that. Most of my encounters or observations of red light cameras in areas that I, you know, I, uh, utilize frequently uh, are by parks, are by schools. Uh, obviously, there's been a big proliferation because all of these devices can produce significant amounts of revenue. If there isn't a public safety reason that can be justified, they ought to go. All right. So here is a question that I get a lot. I'm going to add to this question that the texter is asking. Why should I come downtown for work or for entertainment? Because I feel unsafe going downtown. Even if I felt safe myself, what about my car? It can be carjacked or it costs so much to park the car that costs more than the show or the restaurant that I'm going to. I'm making a point. I'm adding to the question, but I get this question a ton, Chewy Garcia. Yes, understood. Look, uh, no one in Chicago today feels safe like they did, let's say, five years ago, uh, because something's wrong. Something's out of whack. We have not returned to a normalcy that all of us would like to have, and that's the assurance that whatever decision that we make to go downtown for a movie, for theater, uh, to see friends, uh, to see an art exhibit, uh, whatever it may be, people should feel safe for themselves, for their cars, for uh, whatever purpose uh, you know they want to visit downtown. And that's part of the problem that uh, people feeling unsafe going downtown has affected downtown uh, businesses, whether it's the, you know, the vacancy rate on Michigan Avenue, I mean, partly con- uh, attributed to the pandemic, but partly attributed to the violence and the uh, uh, looting that we saw, or on LaSalle Street or other parts of the loop. We've got to return to normalcy. That's why public safety is a huge uh, challenge that has to be addressed both for neighborhoods in Chicago, but downtown as well. Downtown is the goose that lays the golden egg. (laughs) We've got to protect it. We've got to get its economic engines going. There are other challenges that the pandemic has brought about, and that is uh, what kinds of businesses, what what are going to be the office uh, vacancy rates in the future. We need to reimagine downtown. I look forward to working with the business community to figure that out, but clearly... Because downtown has become unsafe, many people aren't coming here, and I fear that that will affect our tourism levels of people coming to Chicago who hear about Chicago's bad reputation and experiences, and we need tourists to come here. It's good for the hotel industry, for the restaurant industry, for stores, etc. We need to resume our ability to be a global city that attracts people because Chicago is not only beautiful, but it's safe and people can come here with tranquility. 
A pleasure to meet you, Chewy Garcia. I, I wish you, you, as as I did all the I have, I've done this for all the candidates. I wish you luck, and uh, perhaps we will talk again. I appreciate your time. Looking forward. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.